Welcome back to Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom, bringing you the latest in the sports world. And we have a lot to get into today. We have an interview with MSG Productions manager, Amanda Pugliese. She gets into how MSG has been staying creative with no sports and also what she thinks will be the return to play plan for MLB. Along with that, we break down the MLB's first round draft as it went down last night. And also the PGA is back. All this and much more coming right up. Stay with us. And now getting into the MLB draft, the Detroit Tigers took third baseman Spencer Torkelson from Arizona State last night with the first overall pick in the MLB draft. Of course, the Tigers are a struggling franchise and are one of the worst in the league, so it makes sense that they had the number one pick. Anyways, Torkelson is a great player. He uh, he walked in 31 of his 82 plate appearances, saying how disciplined he is at the plate but also he improved his career home run count to 54 home runs and 498 at-bats, and Torkelson is the requisite eye strength and barrel to control to profile as a quick-moving thumper. He, I think he's going to move through the um, the minor leagues very quickly and be a very uh, impactful force for the Detroit Tigers, saying that they need players soon. They're a struggling franchise and they need to build a farm system. But the, the, the team that drafted right behind them was the Baltimore Orioles going with uh, Heston, Kurdstad, the outfielder from Arkansas. This guy, he he's not the first uh, Kurdstad to play pro ball. His brother Dexter spent a number of seasons a part of the Kansas City Royals and Miami Marlins minor league organizations, and uh, he does have a chance to become the first one in his family to reach the majors. Though, I, this is a very promising prospect. Uh, he has a track record of hitting against very good pitching. He was three forty three, four twenty one, and five ninety in three years of playing in the SEC. Um, and, uh, this season he sliced into his strikeout rate, reducing it from 90.6% to 11.5%, showing that he is a very promising prospect and showing that this Orioles organization has hope, you know, they're pretty bad right now, but you can see that they're improving their farm system little by little and hopefully in the end, they will be able to recover and hopefully get back to the world series once again. And then the team right behind the Orioles in the national league, the Miami Marlins, they, uh, took Max Meyer ran right-handed pitcher from, uh, Minnesota. This guy, he's a great pitcher, no doubt. Uh, he's around Sonny Gray's size, and he is uh, well above arm strength. That lets him touch the upper 90s with a wipeout slider. That was one of the best of secondary pitches, of course, fastball being the best. But yeah, these three teams, the Tigers, Orioles, and Marlins, are all struggling franchises. But if, if they can build their farm systems, I could see them making playoff runs in the next five years if they can achieve that level of getting those players, trading away their core, which the, remember the Marlins did do this. They had John Carlos Stanton and Christian Yelich on their team at one time, but they traded away and now they're getting prospects back and Derek Jeter and the organization down in Miami can turn that into wins. They will be a successful franchise. Anyways, right now, is our interview with Amanda Puglese. Hope you all enjoy it. Before this, let me tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. 
Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We have a very special guest alongside us today. She's a digital programming manager at MSG Networks, Amanda Puglese. Amanda, thanks for being with us. Hey, Daniel. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, Amanda, before we get into things, how's your quarantine been? Have you Do you have any fun projects ahead and uh, how have you been staying busy? So quarantine has certainly been interesting. Um, even though sports has been on this crazy hiatus, work has kept me pretty busy working from home. Um, but actually, right before the quarantine, my sister and I started taking Italian lessons. And through Skype, we've actually been able to continue with our tutor. So that's like my thing that we do like once a week. And I've been trying to do some things on my own. So hopefully by the time I can leave my house again, I'll be somewhat fluent in the language. That's good to hear. And so why don't we just jump into things here? Of course, the Rangers and the Islanders, two teams in New York, the Rangers were not supposed to make the playoffs, but this new 22 team playoff format allows them to to get in. What do you think of all this? You know, I love what the NHL is doing, and I I can't wait for sports to come back, especially hockey, because as you mentioned, the Rangers and the Islanders are two of the teams that are participating in this tournament-style playoff. And it's great because, like you mentioned, you know, at the time of the break, the Rangers were not a playoff team. But, you know, the Rangers and Islanders are two completely different teams. The Rangers were getting hot at the right time, and the Islanders started off hot and then slowly kind of hit a little bump. So I'm just excited that both teams get an opportunity to get in the playoffs. And, of course, that's great for me at MSG because now we have two of our teams that are competing at a really high level for the playoffs. So I cannot wait. We're still waiting on a day, though, the actual date from the NHL to see when it starts. And every morning I wake up just hoping, is today the day we get an announcement from the NHL? Yeah, I mean, all of us can't wait. And I don't know if you've analyzed this, but to delve a little bit further into it, the Rangers are playing the Hurricanes in the first round. Of course, they beat the Hurricanes in all four matchups. And the Islanders are facing the Panthers. Do you see both these New York teams getting past their first round matchups? I would like to say yes. I'm always optimistic. But, you know, you talk about the Rangers. And, yes, the Rangers have owned the Hurricanes in a regular season matchup. But, Daniel, I don't know if you remember this about me, but I went to Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac University. And we had a really – we have a good hockey team. And let me just tell you a quick story. In 2013, we went to our first ever Frozen Four, and we played Harvard. I'm sorry, we played Yale. And I believe we beat Yale twice in the regular season – once in the playoffs again, and then we met them in the national championship game. And I just knew right away, like you don't beat a team four or five times in a row. And Quinnipiac lost, obviously, but I think it might be different with the Rangers. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping the Rangers have a really great squad of guys like Panarin. Hopefully Kreider is going to be back. You know, we've got some really great goaltenders to choose from. So I'm hoping things will go well for the Rangers and for the Islanders too against the Panthers. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And to touch a little bit more about uh, your job, could you go in a little bit more in depth on what you do at MSG and what brings you um, happiness and I guess what makes your job so interesting? Sure. So the, basically what I do, I'm on the digital team at MSG Networks. So the team that I, uh, the you know, the team that I'm a part of My editors basically watch the live games while it's happening for the Knicks, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Devils, 
Uh, we do Giants post game. We do the Riptides, which is a lacrosse team. And then we also do the Red Bulls. So my group of editors watch the games and they'll live clip the games as they're happening and they'll post those on social media. So anything that you see during a game from the MSG brand handle or the individual team handles, which we started this year, that usually comes from my team. And one of the things we started doing this year was we tried to give unique highlights. So maybe we would do like different angles or we would add music. We even did an announcer cam this year with the Islanders where we had an iPhone on Brendan Burke and Butch Goring and we would pair their call with the highlight. So that's really what my team, like the main responsibility, like I said, it's cutting the individual highlights during the games, but then we do also create original content that airs on YouTube, our site, MSG Go, our app, and on social media. So when you think digitally, think like the whole picture, and we basically have our hand in a little bit of everything digital at MSG Networks. Yeah, and then how has that change been for you and your whole team saying that, of course, there is no sports and there is not much content to put out there? What have you been putting out there since there really is no sports? So we had to make content. Like you said, with no sports being there, we didn't have a game that we would sit and we would cut the game. So we had to look back into our archives and at all of our assets and our libraries and say, okay, what kind of content can we create? So some of the new things that are actually just coming out this month, we're doing um, hockey players giving back. So we went and found all of those feel good moments of hockey players on the Islanders, Rangers and Devils teams. If they were, you know, giving a puck to a player or, you know, you always see them throwing the stick over the glass to give it to a little kid who has a really cool sign. So we created some, you know, content like that. We're creating videos of things we miss. So it'll be the top 10 things we miss about the Rangers, top 10 things we miss about the Knicks. And they're all really fun moments, either from games or off the court or off the ice. So it's about being creative. It's about saying we don't have games. We don't have incredible highlights and overtime thrillers. So what can we do? And really, we turned our network into MSG Classics in the middle of March, where we just started airing older games where our teams were really successful. And we just tried to build as much content around there as possible. But it's been a challenge, but it's been a lot of fun. You know, you ask me, like, what like makes me happy? And sports. Sports makes me happy, Daniel. Um, I just, I love being around it. And I also love the team I work with. They're really creative and they're always looking to create new content. You know, they could have said, oh, there's no sports. We're just going to hang back and wait till sports comes back. But instead we said, no, how can we make something different? How can we make something that we can put on YouTube or that we can put on social media that the audience is really going to like? So that whole creative aspect has really been fun for the last almost three months. And for you, is that the first time in a, in a long time that you've really had to tap into that creative gene saying that usually there are games to cut and there are things to cover? What was that transition like for you? So we always do try to be creative. Um, we're really lucky where we get access to the players during media day for the Rangers and the Knicks uh, and the Devils as well. So we get access and we can ask the players some fun questions and we try to piece together videos again that we think will be really engaging but then the season happens and then we're so busy so sometimes we forget about that content so the transition really for us where normally it's 80 percent focused on our games and 20 percent focused on that fun creative content we've had to flip it 
and we've had to think 80% original content and 20%, okay, what's going on today? Like what kind of games are we airing? Can we create something from that? Can we cut something from that game? So it's really forced us to rethink everything that we've thought of as a success for MSG Networks Digital. Yeah, no doubt. And of course, shifting a little bit to uh, basketball now, of course, they reintroduced their their season coming back with a 22-team playoff. And of course, uh, the hometown Knicks are not in this 22-team playoff. Do you see them still, though, getting the draft off in time, saying that that's where the Knicks' focus is going to be for the next couple of months? I mean, I'm definitely, I'm hopeful that the, I know the NBA has set the lot the draft lottery for August 25th and October 15th is actually going to be the draft, which is weird because October 15th is when the season would normally be. So I know for us, you know, we're just getting ready. We're looking forward to the draft and it's a weird year, right? Because we didn't have March Madness either. Obviously last year, everybody knew who RJ Barrett was, but you look at a guy like John Morant last year who really had himself an incredible March Madness tournament and everyone was thinking about him. So I don't really know what to expect for the draft. I don't know, you know, who any of the teams are really going to go for here. Yeah, it's it's really a, a blind guess in a sense because you're not seeing those players getting all of those shots and those competitive tournaments in just like March Madness. But I guess shifting a little bit towards baseball now, it's one of the leagues that has no uh, plan yet to return. How do you think, do you think that they'll get their act together and return eventually? I don't know. That's really tough. And it's really hard for me to see, because even though I don't cover baseball, like that was one of the first sports that I fell in love with watching the Yankees in the late nineties when they went on those incredible runs and basically had a dynasty. Um, It's just, it's so odd because the players and the owners are not on the same page at all and it's basically playing out like some crazy drama like reality television series like the real house of major league baseball like that's what i feel like i'm watching and you just kind of see like you know i think was it like trout maybe like last week like it basically was airing the dirty laundry of everyone like posting like here are the internal messages here's what we've got like we're not signing anything so it's it's crazy what's going on with the MLB, I really hope they can get, you know, figure it out because I think it's going to be really tough if they lose a whole season and who knows what kind of impact that's going to have on a fan base. And not just a fan base, though, you got to look at it at a broader spectrum because the MLB is one thing, but it's the minor leagues that carry the league in a sense, because those smaller markets are going to die saying that they're going to have no profit revenue coming in. And those could bring those teams extinct and could damage future prospects. How do you think that might play out? Totally. That's, that's a really, really good point. You talk about, you know, those, the minor league players who they really play because they love the game and because they're hoping to make that next step, you know, take that next step into the next league. And, you know, these are guys that are only making $400 a week. So you look at it from everything. You look at it from the individual player aspect of, here are people that are unemployed right now and they probably, you know, I don't know what their financial situation is, but they're not getting paid. And then you also look at the teams, like you said, and they don't have enough money. Are they going to go bankrupt? 
Are they not going to have a team anymore? What happens if a major league baseball team doesn't have a minor league system? You know, what happens at what point does the MLB have to step in and, and make a decision here? I don't really know. It's, it's a little, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, we could honestly see possibly the extinction of a, of a um, single a league because Clearly, the double and triple are the most influential for prospects coming up. And without that, prospects' chances of even making the league are going to be heavily damaged. But Amanda, I want to talk a little bit more about you. So before you went to MSG Networks, you worked at Hofstra University for the um, sports broadcasting program for teams. What was it like for you to train the next up-and-coming wave of broadcasters uh, when you were there? That was very fun. That was, um, and I still do it, you know, when my schedule allows, that was really, and still is a passion project of mine. Because in addition to teaching at Hofstra, I was also, if you remember at News 12, where I was covering high school sports. So, you know, basically whenever I had free time, I wanted to be at Hofstra. I wanted to teach uh, high school students that were really interested in broadcasting. And I think it's incredible that Hofstra offers that opportunity that you don't have to wait till college to have some incredible um, teachers. And I'm not even talking about myself. I'm talking about Keith Irizarry and Kevin Dexter, who are also, you know, doing really incredible things in the industry. Um, but Hofstra is just, it's so much fun. And it really gives the students an opportunity to figure out what it is that they enjoy. I tell everyone, take every class. You, you don't know if you like radio, take it and see, you might change your mind or it'll just, further your opinion that, yep, radio is not for me. I'm going to stick to TV. So Hofstra is a lot of fun. And I'm really, really impressed with the students. You know, some, we have students that are as young as 13 years old and as I'm saying old in air quotes, old as 17 or 18. And it's really great to watch uh, the students progress and that you guys get better, you get more experience. So it's, that certainly is a passion project of mine. Definitely, definitely. And I'm not sure if you watched this, but it did did give everyone a little glimpse of sports. Uh, the Last Dance uh, that aired about a month ago was all about Michael Jordan. I'm not sure if you watched it, but for you, I'm not. I know you're not the hugest basketball fan, but would you say for you, who is the goat, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Uh, Michael Jordan. And I did. I watched The Last Dance. I loved The Last Dance because I was a huge basketball fan growing up. My dad and I would go to Knicks games all the time. I loved like the late nineties Knicks. Like those, those were my guys. Like I, I love them. And every once in a while, when I get to work with one of them, I like, I, I fangirl. Like I got to interview Larry Johnson about his four point play. And it was one of the coolest experiences ever. Um, but I, I loved the last dance. And I think Michael Jordan, I'm just a huge Michael Jordan fan I could leave LeBron James. And I know that's controversial. It might be a hot take, but that's just how I feel about LeBron. I mean, LeBron's a, a good player, but I think until he captures the ring in Los Angeles, for me at least, I don't think he'll be up to the point of Michael Jordan's six rings. I don't know about you, though. Uh, your thoughts on that? So I think the thing that's so interesting to me is LeBron James is an unbelievable athlete. I don't think anyone can, like, can tell you otherwise. And if they do, they are not watching basketball. LeBron James is an unbelievable, like, freak athlete. The interesting thing, though, is we live in a different world now compared to when Michael Jordan was around. 
in the sense of like social media and all this stuff. And I think those are the things that kind of turn me off with LeBron James is it just some things I see and some things are incredible, like him opening that school, un- unbelievable. But I don't know. I just feel like the way that he left Cleveland and went to Miami and the way he behaved in Miami. And then he came back and then he left. And in the process, he got coaches fired. He, you know, in, you know, brought in certain teammates, made it miserable for others. And I think we're in a time now where all of that stuff is just out there in the open. Um, and with Michael Jordan, you didn't really hear that much. Like you knew that Michael Jordan like demanded excellence, but you didn't see it until you saw the last dance. But I think that's for me, I just have this mental block of like LeBron James off the court. And that just stops me from loving LeBron like I loved Michael Jordan. I mean, to go off your point, LeBron is a very controlling player in the sense that he needs players around him to succeed. In Cleveland, he had Kyrie, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, and in Los Angeles, of course, he made the Lakers or he wanted the Lakers and got it eventually to tra- and to sign AD. And I feel like if he doesn't have players around him, if he's not necessarily controlling the situation, he is not going to succeed. Like last season... When he was playing with the Lakers, the Lakers didn't even make the playoffs. They had no AD, and I feel like without those other players around him, he is not going to be able to succeed. Uh, what do you think about that, though? I think that's a really good point, and, and I think that's something, too, when I think about leadership. If you are the athlete that you say you are and you're the athlete that everyone thinks you are, like a Michael Jordan, you make other people around you better. And I think that's part of what MJ did, whereas LeBron, it's – Yes, he makes people better, but like you're saying, Daniel, he needs that supporting cast. Um, now, we don't know what it would be like if Michael Jordan didn't have Scottie Pippen and didn't have all of those other role players that were incredible. Um, but I don't know. There's just something weird about LeBron where I don't see Michael Jordan ever losing the way that LeBron did. And I also think that like Michael Jordan's tough. He's men. He was mentally tough. He was physically tough. Like I don't see that with LeBron. You know, like that. And I think again, that's just part of my like, man. I want to like you because you're so good, but you're no Michael Jordan. He's a, he has a very different game versus Michael Jordan. He's a lot more. Uh, he he's not. I don't feel like he has the mental aspect that Jordan did. But those are just um, me and your thoughts on it. But Amanda, thank you for being here on Sports Cube. I really appreciate you uh, having you on the show. Thank you, Daniel. This was fun. And please tell all of your followers that if they're LeBron fans, please be nice to me on Twitter. Don't <laughs> yell at me. <laughs> I will. Thank you for being with us. You got it. The PGA Tour, one of America's six major sports, is back. The Charles Schwab Challenge started today in Fort Worth, Texas, which is a big move for pro sports as it's the first league aside from NASCAR to return to play. Of course, socially distanced, no contact except with the caddy. So, yeah, it's a big step for the PGA saying that they are the first back, and it is all televised as well, which is great. But the bigger thing here is that today, one of the players on the PGA Tour actually hit a hole-in-one, and it was the most awkward noise ever. There was simply no noise, and it was a weird reaction, something that we've never seen before. But anyways, through the first round, Justin Rose is on top at 7-under. Some more notables in the hunt right now. 
Um, so here are some notables in the hunt right now at the Charles Schwab Invitational in Fort Worth, Texas. Coming in at sixth place, we have Justin Thomas. Uh, the, the American is five under. And then down here, we have some more. Some more. Jordan Spieth is at 15th with four under. And then, of course, we have all the way down here, Brooks Kepka at 37th at two under. So we're going to see how this plays out. But right now, Justin Rose has the lead. And that is about it for our show today. Of course, if you enjoyed, please make sure to like, share, subscribe. We have some exciting stuff in the works. And uh, I can't wait for you all to see it. So uh, make sure to stay tuned. And until Monday, peace out.